Good morning, good afternoon, lovely day to everybody out there. What's going on, guys? You know I love to come in with a beautiful instrumental. Let's hear that, let's hear that. Yeah, great man, Kevin Gates. Yeah, yeah, great man. How's everybody doing today? My name is Quentin, a.k.a. Mr. Awesome. AKA Awesome Q. I'm coming to you live today with another great, beautiful podcast. Seeing what we can do to be inspirational, motivational, spiritual to everyone looking to create a better enchantment as far as health, wellness, and fitness in their life. And I'm going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and die the music, guys. Cut the music. Hey, everybody doing today? My name is Awesome Q. And the topic today, guys, man, I think I got a good one for you, man. I got a good one for you guys. What it's going to be on today is um, the backwards law. I don't know if some of you guys have heard of it before. Uh, pretty sure a few of you have or maybe haven't. And I just know that uh, when I first read about it, it kind of changed my life and my opinion on things. And it made me realize how I've gotten to certain places in life. So I wanted to come to you guys about it, see if I can make it uh, as influential and, and impactful as it was from the author and slash uh, po- poetic or uh, speaker that I heard it from. I've heard it in two places and didn't even realize it. So one, shout out to uh, Mark Mason. I read his book, The Subtitle, Subtitle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. That's really the name of the book. Uh, it kind of matched my personality. That's the only reason I even picked it up. And actually, the only reason I even read it is because uh, a good friend of mine gave it to me. So it's like, why not? I was already looking at it. So shout out to Mark Mason. He's really the one that made it simplistic for me to kind of understand. And he also gave me a viewpoint on how to apply it to a uh, health and wellness perspective. So that's what I'm going to do today for you guys. Uh, I think the first person who kind of came out with it was the great Alan Watts, man. He's a great philosopher, man. Like, if you haven't heard of Alan Watts, and maybe it's the reason you are where you are in life, you know. Uh, but what we do in life as far as humans, as far as what we uh, do in our race and society, and something most cultures is we come together and we learn from one another. I'm very susceptible to learning. So I'm figuring everybody out who's here is susceptible to wanting to learn something new. And um, Shout out to them guys, man. I couldn't quite understand Alan Watts. He's a very, um, very, very different, deep, and, you know, one of them old school cats. I just can't catch everything he says the first time. So when I go back and watch it, I know it's deep, but I don't know how to decode it, basically. Uh, I heard it from Alan Watts first, the backwards law. Like I said, I think he's the one that actually came up with the law. And um, I wasn't able to dive deep into it. He's, he calls it the law of reverse effort. <laughs> so I always found it interesting as far as uh, what it meant. And when I actually got and read the book by Mark Mason, subtitled, subtitle, sub, I keep saying that word wrong, subtitle, Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Great book, guys. I recommend it to anybody if you want to get a different perspective on life and how things work. Uh, one thing I applied to, I didn't believe every aspect in a book, which, in my opinion, I don't think uh, you should. 
I mean, you might be the great book where you believe and in, in, inspired to do everything in the book uh, incorporates you to, but you always forget, don't ever forget that you have a viewpoint and an opinion, and it matters. Uh, some things he was saying in the book that I just couldn't wrap my head around because of my just beliefs. Uh, but it was, again, a lot of things in the book that I found quite, quite, quite powerful, and this is one of them. So, guys, the topic of the day is the backwards law, or a.k.a. the law of reverse effort. And the whole main point of this speaking and this, this, this podcast today was three main points that I came up with, man. First one, your outlook on health, fitness, and wellness in your life is wrong. It's the reason why, again, 76 or 70 to 76 percent of Americans are overweight, obese, fight some type of uh, anxiety issues. And just, you know, let's just be honest, we're just screwed up all around between mind, body, and spirit. You got people out there who are completely healthy, but they are so weak in the mind. Anxiety, to me, although there are severe cases, don't quote me on this, it's just my opinion on it. I'm not no doctor, but it, what it all boils down to, if you have to take a pill to uh, sustain your chemical balance because you have anxiety issues, it means you have a weak mind. Now, I've had anxiety a few very rare times in my life, and I quite understand what these people who are traumatized go through, especially people who are like in the army and have uh, post-traumatic stress and all that. But those who get through it, which is a possible thing because there are plenty of cases and stories out there that do, are those who took control. Same thing with drugs, same thing with uh, simpler things such as maybe, uh, let's say, love or uh, our whole main topic, health and wellness. Guys, you got to train your body, mind, and spirit <laughs> on what the real, real reality of what health fitness and wellness really brings to the table and it is it doesn't just boil down to the simple thing yes uh our culture our society here in america we do have a lot of lazy people and that's just what it boils down to not wanting to put in the work not wanting to do the effort which is eat correctly which is exercise correctly which is actually train and work your mind because it's quote-unquote hard work, or it's too expensive, which it can be in our culture, unfortunately. It just does cost you more money to eat healthier. But it, it, it's not the end of the world. It's because you got to go on a noodles diet because of your pockets not being in a uh, great situation at the time doesn't mean that you just completely lack fitness. We've all been there, guys. Everybody has a story, remember? So here's how your outlook on health, fitness, and wellness is wrong. Speaking about the backwards law, this was one interesting quote that I read from Mark Mason and quote-unquote, quote me if I'm wrong, Alan Watts. If pursuing the positive is a negative, <laughs> then pursuing the negative generates the positive. And I'm going to read that one more time for you guys. Some of you might get it. Some of you might just be like, what's the... Um, it took me a few times to read it, apply it, and understand it. Because I'm a, hopefully everything that I'm saying to you guys, you're applying it to your life and understanding where it's going to take you as far as the next level. If pursuing the positive is a negative, then pursuing the negative generates the positive. 
Now, how does that work? Now, you can't apply this to everything in life. That was one of the things I just kind of disagreed at. But at least 70 to 80 percent of things in life you got to. And that's if you want to be successful in life as far as finances. That's if you want to be successful as far as health, wellness and fitness. That's if you want to have a successful relationship because negativity is always going to be applied in anything you try to go after in life, guys. That's why negative generates the positive, and it's not as far as aiming for it. It's as far as just accepting it. Example, the pain you pursue as far as gym results, as far as getting better results, as far as health and energy and wellness, if you don't pursue the pain, you will not get the outcome. A lot of you guys run from it. A lot of you guys... Or, or afraid of it. Pain is essential. There is no athlete. There is no physically fit person. There is no half physically fit person. There is no gym rat. Whatever terminology you want to use. Anybody that goes to the gym obviously knows that pain is something that must be tolerated in the gym. And it never goes away. And it never does. It's because you go in there and you're bullshit. Just like one of my uh, prior talks of what is your purpose of going to the gym. Stand around and talk more than you actually do something. If you don't come out the gym sore, because you didn't hit a big enough level that day and you're getting used to your workout and maybe you need to switch it up, or you went in there and you bullshitted. I'm not going to cut anything. This is uncut podcasting by Awesome Q, a.k.a. Mr. Awesome. You heard me? So if you don't, or let's just give a real, real example, guys. I used to be an athlete, and I knew that I would never be a Division One athlete if I didn't accept the fact that off-season workouts and just working out period was a part of being an athlete, right? Especially something above average. And I always used to hate conditioning. But I told myself one day, and it's crazy because I was only 15, 16-year-old at the time, and I realized how much it really changed my athletic career at such a young age. Until I understand and realize that this is something we're going to do every day, and I must do it every day to be great, to be good, to get in the game, to be in shape, to make plays, is that I must accept the fact that running is a part of playing football, conditioning. Once I did that, it's like something snapped. I started going hard. I started I started pushing through fourth quarter results, you know, the fourth, fourth quarter efforts we do during conditioning when you're tired as hell, your body's in flight or fight mode. And I started pushing through it like it was still first quarter, babe. Because I simply shifted or took a, a, a psychological shift at such a young age and didn't even realize it. And I applied it and I understood that I wanted to be somewhere and this is what I had to do. This is what I had to conquer. So running no longer was a burden to me. Running no longer was a pain. Yes, it still hurt it, but I made the shift psychologically before we even got out there that this is what must be done. What kills me is that I get the people that I've tried everything. The I tried everything approach in the 21st century in 2018, October 13th at around 4.55 p.m. is impossible. This is not the 18th century where, quote unquote, it wasn't even as many overweight, obese uh, people 
this is a new era of where everything is at your fingertips. We have more education, more programs, more drinks, health and wellness, fitness drinks, you name it. In the, I mean, like, it's ridiculous. You got free stuff. You got stuff that's expensive. You got stuff that you just got to pay for because, you know, everything precedes value as far as why it's free, why it costs the most, why it costs a little, why it costs kind of a lot. That's not the point here. The point is if you tried everything, you still wouldn't be overweight, obese, or unsatisfied. Because there's a lot of people out here that just want to lose a little weight and they're not even fat. They just want to maybe get physically fit or have the physical fit physique. If you tried everything, you would have accomplished it. There's no reason for you not to have anything your mind pretty much desires in this world. Because we have, uh, over time, proved that the human mind and what it wants to generate, it will. The mind is a powerful thing. In the backward law, the backwards law, or the law reversed, is one of those clear statements of that. Accepting your reality, accepting the pain, accepting the fact, guys, I'm not going to bullshit you. Every time I go to the gym, it hurts. Especially, like, uh, just recently today, I'll share a little story with you. I was doing some um, headstand push-ups. I went down too fast. Uh, trying to go down after finishing my set, and I kind of little slightly strained a little, probably a little nerve or something. Nothing I've never done from a sports background, but I hate the fact that I did it because it hurts. It hurts a lot, but it's nothing I'm going to cry about. When I go in the gym, I realize that it's going to hurt, and I've, I, I accepted that fact a long time ago, even when it comes to points where I can't go to the gym for as much or as long as I need to be because life is life first and I need to take care of things I be somewhere but I never make an excuse if I've been out the gym for a month which has been a while since I have FYI I already know those first few weeks are going to be tough my symptoms I'm going to feel nauseous and my mouth going to be cotton dry <laughs> the cotton dry mouth right it's, it's, it's my breathing's a little different, but I know how to breathe, so it's not, you know, nothing crazy like a, a truly out of shape or unphysical fit person would be. Uh, but things are hard. I want to straight up leave because I feel like I'm nauseous the first week. If I'm ever out the gym for about a good month and I go in there and do some great cardio, I'm nauseous. But I know, and I always know that that's part of the cause and effect of not having my butt in the gym, and I'm willing to accept that reality because I want to be or remain at a physical fit standard. What's your standard, guys? I asked this last week. What is your standard? What's your negativity that generates positivity in your life? What are you applying it to? Our topic is health and wellness. We'll talk about anything, but our topic and our main focus is on wealth and health. And wellness. So, point number two is that failures in business slash life or what needed or what lead, excuse me, to a better understanding of what it takes to be successful or great. Meaning that if you don't calculate failure into a business aspect, a life, a relationship, or into your workout routine, such as me, 
with the story and example I just gave you, you can't expect to understand what it takes to achieve success at your goal, whether it's to get a flatter stomach or whether it is to lose 10 pounds or whether it is to stay consistent or whether it is to get more energy. What are your workout goals? This is a topic in itself. I can go on and on about it. Your goals are too vague. Maybe that's why you're getting vague results or one of the achievers as far as I've tried everything. Guys, working out is all about a type of standard. And like I said, some people have no need or want to achieve a physical physique slash have the muscles, be bulk, have the abs. But that's not what we preach here at Health and Wellness. If you want that condition and that's great you're beyond another level as far as what we preach to and in in honor we're looking for those who have no type of any standard that i can't seem to understand what's going on in their life to achieve it and not realizing who it affects and why when you have a whole family that's overweight that suffers from diabetes that suffers from high blood pressure etc the whole nine yards and you know that mama's dying from health issues and you still don't decide to look at yourself in the mirror that's why i play a great man today by kevin gates look in the mirror what do you see i see people suffering from a lot of issues and i can say this just from what i do on the day-to-day standards by selling life insurance my actual intake on life between the health and fitness reality world not only do i see it through this this business right here but my other main business, life insurance, health insurance, guys, I'm, I'm literally, what pills do you take? How long have you been on them? It's questions that I have to ask. And it's, it's, it's heartbreaking because it's a reality that's set into our culture. Oh, it's okay. We got pills for it. No, it's, it's not okay. Because remember, every pill that you take does something else not so great to your body. It's called symptoms. Symptoms are very real. That's why I come on here. That's why I uh, feel like it's time for me to take notice and be a part of a problem by being a solution the best I can. And that's just me simply giving you an outtake, an outlook, and some objectives that you guys can lean forward and on as far as what can I do to change? What can I do to get better myself? Guys, it's not as hard as you make it out to be. You just have to start somewhere. And the psychological points or the mindset shifts that I'm trying to get you to indulge for, push for, be a part of, they lay right here. Something as simple as the backwards law. Know and accept the fact that, hey, when I get in that gym today, I know it's going to hurt. But my dopamine is going to kick in whether it's an hour later or whether it's tomorrow and I'm going to understand and realize whether it's maybe it takes you a week or two before you start feeling great about what you're doing and understanding that again who it affects one of the things in people in um, crowds audiences that's the word I was looking for that I'm trying to preach to is moms single parent moms um, married married moms most of the time the mother like 90 to 80% of the time, the mother is, is, is the outlook of the family. What's being cooked, 
what the husband or mainly the children are eating. And when I say the children, is my main concern is because at the end of the day, they're going to eat what grandma cooks or what mom is cooking or what their guardian is eating. And if their guardian is eating like trash or trash or literally, what I call it is literally trash from a poor diet consumption, you got to understand why you got little Susie getting picked on in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, fifth grade, all through middle school because she's overweight. Because, guys, I've been through it. This is personal experience and trauma for me. I was bullied all the way up to about seventh grade before I really started taking football serious and it lost weight and I see how I saw how people treated me different. And then I was bullied for another reason and that's when I got strong and not only did I gain confidence, but I got kind of scarier looking. Like mess with me and at least know that if I get my hands on you, you don't know if I can fight or not, but you know how people do. They judge you by looks. I will do something. Now I'm in a total reality, total different reality and aspect. And not only is what our culture is doing affecting adults, it's affecting the kids, man. I didn't know how to express that at a little, uh, as a little boy, other than act out. You know, people making fun of me, so I'm going to be a bully. If I be the bigger bully, you know what I'm saying, we're going to play that game, then, you know, where we stand at. Bigger bullies always win. I was the bigger bully most of the time, and what that caused me to do was act out and and seem some type of way that what wasn't wasn't what I really was. And nobody took the time to quite uniquely understand where I was coming from. I would have been happy to tell them, like, what's going on, Quentin? What's going on, Q? Like, hey, uh, you know, I act the way I do is because they make fun of me. Why do they make fun of me? They call me fat boy and, you know, all the names. You're always going to get made fun of in school. School makes you a man or a woman or a young woman slash young man. Uh, that's not my point here. Bullying will never go away. It's something, again, that has to be accepted as far as the negativity that you push towards positivity. It shapes you as far as uh, your personality and what you're going to do. Because what it shaped me to do or what it led me to do was get into sports and sports very uh, well changed my life. Although I uh, made a lot of mistakes in my sports career, it still influences me to this day. I mean, the whole reason I still work out is because I had a physical standard that I wanted to maintain for sports, and I still do the same thing for my lifestyle. Now I just want to help other people achieve the same thing. You know, I get stopped all the time. Hey, man, what's your secret? It's no secret. I don't do anything extraordinary. I don't even have an extraordinary diet plan. I just understand what's important to eat and what's important not to eat. And I indulge, guys. I eat the crap sometimes. I eat the trash sometimes. But I know for a fact it's not my main diet. It's not my main dietary consumption. So... Second main point of the day, why you lack wealth in certain areas in life. Wealth is health is the actual title of or entitlement of my company, my envisionment, my uh, brand. And we put wealth before health for a reason because wealth is an abundance, an abundance of areas in life. And it's not just for finances, guys. You can be wealthy in health. You can be wealthy in happiness. And then our topic, why do you lack wealth in health and wellness? What is your reality as far as what you're willing to accept in life 
or what are you willing to do to achieve that wealth in your health and wellness? What is it? What are you not doing? What are you doing? If you're 5'2", 200, any pounds, most of the time it's not a good outlook. I mean, come on, guys. I'm not going to go down the list. You know if you're overweight or not. You know if you have health issues. Our standard here at Wealth is Health is if you are on any medications for anything, you are not above our standard, nor do you meet it. Being above it is not being on any medication plus what is your height to weight ratio and average. I'm not talking about that old World War II weight to height average that we still count. I'm talking about something realistic. Like I'm 5'10", I'm 210 pounds. On our weight to height average in the United States is telling you that I'm overweight. If you were to envision me, You'll probably be like, man, you sound kind of on the heavy side. I don't have a gut. I just muscle, baby. I'm heavy for a reason. So you have to include things like that into your height to weight average. And I've seen people that are kind of heavy and take no medications. I don't know how. I'm not sure. Maybe they're just a little on the chunky side from genes, you know. That's uh, somewhat of a different topic itself, being overweight because of genes. It's not something that's of a reality, but... Uh, you you got you rare exceptions, uh, but how long does that last? How long do you stay overweight without being on anything, right? Uh, some people have great diets and they're just kind of big, and I wouldn't you know uh, take any of that away from them. But above the standard here is having your weight in check, taking no medications. You're on all natural everything. And that's really my goals, guys, because I understand what the side effects of some of these medications do to you. Some of them are killing you more than they're helping you. They're just sustaining your life for a certain period of time. A certain period of time just happened to be 5, 10, 15 years. And you're thinking about human life, uh, years? It's not a long time, guys. Yeah, take these medications. There's a reason they keep popping them to you without actually bringing them in, bringing you in every time that you uh, need a refill. We, like I said, again, it's become a culture and standard here. I want to know why I'm on this medication. I have some people that are smart enough to know not to take them because they're going to take control of their life. I've heard all types of stories. And I want to get these stories on here for you guys. So if you got a story for me, please send it in. Send it in through voice recording, leave a comment. You know, whatever your story was as far as what helped you achieve this uh, higher reality and standard. Um... Main point of the day, guys, do you accept your reality and do you understand it? Do you look in the mirror and realize where you are? Do you look at your kids? Do you stand next to your kids? Do you both look in the mirror and, you know, see what might be a copy as far as where you're going? And just guys, especially my women, guys and girls, if mom is overweight and you were and she used to be your size, Let's not use the kids' excuse. Kids do a lot of trauma on you guys' body. But, again, there's stories out there for reasons. There are motivational videos out there for a reason. That, hey, I had a video and I had to do this and I had to switch this up and this is what it caused me to do and I still have a great body. Like, it's beautiful women out there that still have the little uh, effects of where the skin is still stretched out because they can't quite afford the surgeon. Maybe some people don't even just want it, and, but they have beautiful bodies. I see right through that little skin because skin is a part of, you know, the baby obviously stretching your skin out. Accepting your reality is the fact of 
if mom was big or is big and was used to be your size, which is a buck thirty or you know a buck fifteen, now she's a you know two bucks of a fifteen. Uh, you need a reality check if you don't think you're gonna end up like mom one day, because especially for women, uh, women are such a difficult topic to speak on because the women's body is such a unique thing and every woman's body is different. But one thing that's kind of common for women is the fact that metabolism slows down at some point in time, whether it's because of um, menstrual issues or pregnancy or just, you know, just the body doing something weird, you know. Uh, women have very unique bodies that come with unique problems. So women, you have to understand that and really aim high to, to take care of your bodies, not just on the outside, but on the inside. That's what counts for me. What are you doing and what are you projecting to look at? Because I'm a projector, guys. I'm looking at you by everything you eat and how you talk about food and and, and how you work out and don't. I'm projecting you, like, I don't know if you want to call that judgmental or whatever, but it's something necessary for me, because if I'm always going to remain and understand that I need to be at a, or I'm going to have a certain fitness standard, my woman has to have that. If I know I'm going to look good at 80, God be will that I still be around at 80, I know I'm going to look good, I'm going to be walking good, I'm still going to be working out. I got to look at my woman and understand that she's either in front of me, on the side of me, or still right behind me. I don't know which one or which position she's going to be. I'd like her to be in front of me pushing me still. But if she's right beside me, well, I mean, we're on the same type of physical uh, and mental level, hey. And if she's right behind me and I got to be the one to hold her hand and keep her going, hey, as long as she's still there, right? So accept your reality, understand your reality, and understand where you need to be at. Understand that why you want to be there, and understand that what comes with it. Working out is hard. It's painful. And the only reason it feels better is because you get used to it, quote-unquote. And deeper into it is because you accept your reality. You accept your reality of what it's going to be from working out, what it's going to be from changing your diet up a little bit, or a lot. I don't know where you stand at. If you need any helps with these type of things, guys, I'm I'm coming up with certain uh, packages, modules, videos, guys. I'm doing a whole nine yards. It's just a it's it's just a, a building process for me. I have no problem sending you guys certain uh, videos, clips, or us just even talking, guys. I'm starting coaching sessions very soon. If you want to be a part of those, again, leave a comment. Get at me in an email. Zeal, Z-E-A-L, lifestyle, lifestyle, Zeal lifestyle, changer, at Gmail. Get at me, guys. I'm going to change that email to something more simplistic, but uh, that's what the email's got to be. Send me questions. Let me know what I can do for you. I got a couple of nutritionists that I talk to. I'm not a nutritionist specialist, but I, I, I'm incorporating that into the program. I have a... Uh, I even have an outlook on a guy that's that's built in, and he's just what I call him a specialist in ultraculture. So he he understands the uniquenesses of you are what you eat, which is again another topic in itself. You are what you eat, people. <laughs> so fitness, diet, all in tuned into your mind, body, and spirit as far as what you're going to build and why. And you need to understand that to achieve anything, 
whether it's health, wellness, whether it's happiness, whether it's a successful relationship, whether it's finances, which is another big thing for me. My big two big things in life is happiness, health and wellness, and finances. To achieve any of them, you have to fail. Learn from the failures. Get up and keep going. And you got to understand it's going to be painful, whether it's because of experiences, whether it's because of other people making it hard on you, or whether it's because you literally physically have to do something. You have to stay up for 24 hours. That hurts after a while. You have to physically lift or run or sweat or breathe hard, meaning push your heart to an extended point to achieve the greater results. Nothing in life comes easy, and if you think it is, think again. Don't be one of those guys and girls that have it all as far as finances, but are you really wealthy? How can you be wealthy in finances but not health? Meaning that half of the fortune you spend half of your life building is going into your health bill because you decided to give one up for the other. Everything in life must remain in one, in tuned, and at balance. And that balance must always remain unique to who you are and what you do. So pain is unavoidable in life, and the more you try to avoid it, the harder life gets, guys. That's going to be my ending quote for today. I hope what I was able to do today was bring you a little insight on, again, the backwards law, a.k.a. the law of reverse effort. Please, all questions, leave them for me. Let me know some. Talk to me, guys. I'm not shy, so you don't be shy. Y'all get at me. Again, this was Awesome Q on another production today. Coming to you live from wealthishealth.club. We ain't in the 305, baby. This the playroom. You know what I say. DJ, hit me with that in the instrumental one more time. Hey. Yeah. Y'all have a beautiful weekend. Beautiful day. Remain beautiful in life. Always remain positive. I love y'all. We out, baby. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, beautiful people? It is your boy, Coach Q, on the beat. It is your boy, Coach Q, a.k.a. Mr. Awesome. Look, I want to thank you for tuning in. We got another beautiful episode today on our lovely show, Mastery Minds. A school for independent thinkers all alike. I want to let you know you are not out here alone. I want to let you know that there are opportunities out here for you to find a purpose in life. Be life-driven, goal-driven, purpose-driven. Mastery Minds, baby. All produced and podcasted to you through Legacy Wealth Advantage, baby. Mastery Minds, thank you for tuning in. Let's get today's show started. What we're going to be doing today is we're going to be talking about a, a, a very powerful topic. Any topic is powerful to me. I would hope you think so as well because the only thing I want to ever do is inspire, motivate, and help an individual get somewhere in life. Um, you know, I remember being low in my life where I felt like I lost it all. And it wasn't a great feeling, you know. When you are walking in life, 
and you feel like you have no definable purpose, that's when life tends to get bigger than you. And it's never an easy thing to get through. As a human, I'm pretty sure through, especially if you live a life with longevity, you have some up and downs. And me in a heartbeat, and I mean like real ups, hopefully for some people and most people, because everybody doesn't get those real ups. They just have that constant line, and life, life can't be lived in a constant line. You might as well bounce off a spiral. Most human beings go through ups and downs, and the downs can be like, kill me now. Like, seriously, we've all been depressed. We've all been high as far as high above the skies with just joy. I always thought the key to finding that prosperity and abundance in life as far as that uh, mind, body, and spirit peace was just gratitude you know so today's topic is for legacy wealth advantage where we have opportunity where we help uh, individuals find a purpose achieve a purpose and accomplish dreams and goals we just happen to use a tool uh, what I usually like to call a vehicle in the insurance world where we uh, orchestrate on how to get from zero to wherever you're trying to go. See, my goal is is big money. You know, uh, for example, I want to do real estate, and I know for the type of commercial real estate projects and and um, deals that I want to do, not only did I have to learn how to sell. I mean, this is big money. These are professional. These are multi-millionaires. Sometimes even billionaires that I I would have the privilege of sitting across one day. Had to learn how to negotiate. I just had to had to learn and knew I needed to learn how to be a professional uh, salesman. I'm not going to get a good deal if I don't know how to construct a good deal. Uh, the second most important part was of the puzzle is the fact that I needed to figure out where I'm going to get this all this money from. You know, I remember when I finally got out my little funk. Even though it took a while. I realized that I got all these dreams, goals, aspirations, which is good. You know, I'm, I'm dreaming again. I have a dream. I have a list. I'm writing it down. I want to get to it. I have no connections. I have no network ability. I know no one. No one knows me. Uh, these are major problems, people. Uh, and, oh, yeah, I didn't have any money. Still don't. You know, I'm building. I'm better than what I was. A lot of people look at me and say, son, you're doing a lot better than people around you. That's not good enough for me. You're doing very well for your age. Well, thanks. I appreciate the compliment, but the compliment doesn't get me where I need and want to be. Uh, age doesn't define who you are, people. I know 18-year-olds who are psh, wealthy. Wealthy. Not rich. Wealthy. They have an abundance of residual income and passive income coming in to where they literally could blow it all and still have more money coming in. I've seen, I mean, you, you pick an age number, we'll find a multi-millionaire or billionaire, whether it's from the rare uh, acceptance through inheritance or they just are geniuses and did the right one or two things and took off. You got to find that thing for you in life. And for me, what was in front of me, what I was asking the universe for, uh, God, uh, we all believe in different things, right? So I don't want to get too deep into that. But what I asked for, I received, which was, please give me opportunity. What is it going to be? 
And when I started seeing doors open up and realizing that every successful person that I was studying as far as billionaires, multimillionaires with big, big money, all of them had one thing in common. Sales. Salesmen. I did X, Y, and Z for a certain amount of number of years, and I did that because I wanted to learn how to sell, 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 sell. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to have to learn how to sell. And then I started queuing things together to realize that it doesn't matter what I do. I'm not virtually smart. I was already struggling in school and I'm trying to get my degree, and then I'm like, I'm not going back to school. That's <laughs> If I do graduate, I'm not going back to school to get a master's. It's not. It's not for me. And it could be for you. Don't ever forget that. It can be for you. But I knew for a fact it wasn't for me. Because when you took sports away from me, there was no self-motivation. There was no attendant purpose. There was no drive. There was no vision. There was just, you know, hell, look, I started and I might as well finish. And I didn't finish because I started making money and I got my dreams back and I got my goals back. And, you know, it is what it is for now. I'm pretty sure and I have the intended purpose to go back and finish those little 12 classes. But it is what it is. I had to do what I had to do because life was coming. It was hitting. And I'm not trying to fold against pressure anymore. Let that pressure hit people. And you only got two options. (laughs) It ain't no secret to what it is, right? So, the goal was, I found the industry or did the industry find me? How about that? I sell life insurance. It was a lot of opportunities in front of me. Car salesman, health insurance, you name it. I was thinking about it. I was considering it. What was going to be the best option for me? The one thing that made sense between... Moving forward in, building residual income in to one day build passive income. And please, people, tune in. I am definitely going to do a show in a a beautiful blog about passive income versus residual income. Q's definition, Coach Q's definition in a way. I just tend to think about residual income versus passive income differently than most people. It could be the right thing, it could be the wrong thing, but it's my way. I want to think about it. And I just want to share that opinion. That'll be a future show plus blog to look out for. So uh, make sure you check us out on LegacyWealthAdvantage.com. LegacyWealthAdvantage.com. So truly the topic of the day is who chooses who? Did selling life insurance choose me? Or did I choose the industry? Nobody grows up to want to be a life insurance agent, right? (laughs) <laughs> who just, you know, hey, look, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, a life insurance agent or or a salesman. You know, how often do you hear that? You take the typical mindset, the typical uh, day-to-day lifestyle of most people. It's, it's not there. No one can contemplate the thought of, Wanting to be on a 100% commission-based sales job. Why? Because people won't guarantee. Nothing in life is guaranteed, including that paycheck. You want to know how I know? Because I've seen one recession in my life. Bad one. Even though I was young, I still saw it. I saw what it did to the family, people around me. uh, The fear it put in people's mind. 
the damage it did as far as families with no subtle income coming in. It hurt a lot of people, including my household. Everything was cut back. If you didn't get fired, you got to pay deduction. So what is guaranteed in life? The guaranteed of the fact that what you put in, you get back. A lot of people run from that. And this truly is why I inspired to want to help people understand that. Are you going to take control? Are you going to let life take control? Or are you going to let somebody else take control of your life? What kind of life do you want to live? I understood that I wanted to take control because I understood where I was in life. I wasn't in a pretty place. And it didn't take much from me as far as that physical, mental, and spiritual resistance to understand that I got to do something. And it literally happened with a snap of a finger of just waking up. And it's not something that anybody can explain that goes through it other than the fact that you must do it. You must feel it. You must thrive for it. You got to want it. There's nothing I can say that can just, whoop, you're there. It's some things that I can knock on the door for you. But once we get to that door, you've seen the movies. I can't walk through that door with you. You got to go through that door, beat up whatever, whoever is in that mind that is stopping you, that mind, body, and spirit that is stopping you, whoever, whatever, on achieving things that accomplish and allow you to take control of your life. Don't choose the industry because it was the only option. Choose the industry because it was your best option. Don't wait to sell life insurance because you have no other choice. This is a real business. And this business demands attention, consistency, effort. The whole point of seeing residual income, building passive income. It's the same thing with network marketing, which I dabbled in. And I love network marketing. I just wasn't successful in it or the company that I was with because of my area, because of my financial standings. I mean, I just couldn't go deep into it. And the main reason I failed in network marketing, because the title itself. For example, network marketing is all about you go get some people to go get some people, you know, and we we all bow, 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 and we just keep going, keep going, spitting off, spitting off. Whoever has the most at the end of the day, that's who wins. That's what network marketing is. So network marketing didn't work for me because I didn't know anybody. And everybody I knew wasn't willing or didn't have the financial wherewithal um, to do the business. <laughs> I mean, serious. So that means I had to go out and create a new system, which, oh God, isn't the easiest thing to do. So truly what Legacy Wealth Advantage, the company I created for this agency, and I wouldn't even really call it an agency because I don't look at it like an agency. I look at it like a company because an agency kind of constricts me just to the market. And I'm more about than just selling insurance. We're literally in the market to help people's or help people change and, and inspire them in life. Uh, for example, this whole podcast is a school 
of independent thinkers. I want to help people think. I want to help people network. I want to help people understand why it's important to create income, understand the importance of why wealth is important, generational wealth. These are the things that I talk about in my company and will be implementing because it's 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 a different mindset. It's a different acknowledgement to understand what we're doing here. And this door isn't open for everybody. I'm new to the market. The market doesn't know me. And, you know, it's only one thing I can do to change that, which is fight consistently to get someone to open their eyes. Someone's going to be relatable to this because I know I'm not the only one or was the only one floating out there with no purpose, no drive, not knowing what to do, confused, have dreams, have goals, no money. I joined the industry because I saw the opportunity. And I don't care in generally where you go. I would love you to come here, obviously. I want to recruit you. I want you to be a part of something special. If you're special, and I know you're special, give me an opportunity to show you how I'm special and how this company can do something to change your life, right? I chose the industry because I knew it was going to help me create generational wealth. It was going to be the start. It was going to be the beginning flow. I can't do anything without a flow of income coming in. I need a, a I need a, this is, this is not only a job, career, a mission, and a journey all in one. It all starts with literally this. I'm going to go hard for the next five or ten years to build this massive flow of income from this industry. And then we're going to start spitting off another flow, spitting off this flow. Everything is just a trends circle. I don't even know if that's a word. I just love making up stuff. <laughs> Everything is this ultimate circle of wealth, this wealth creation formula that I got and learned from Grant Cardone of how I'm legitimately creating a flow or flows of income all off this one industry because it's possible. It's the insurance world. Whether I'm just selling life insurance now and maybe medical supplement later or maybe some financial um, uh, investments such as annuities and et cetera, a little some more complicated stuff that I'm not going to spit out. The industry has growth. The industry is sustainable. You look at some of the companies that went down during recessions, certain recessions, the life insurance world, they had issues. They had trouble. Some companies did, especially if you were new. But the big dogs, got some big dogs that's been around for longer than your age and my age combined. Insurance industry is the last industry that takes effect of recessional climate. When the economy is going through it, this industry stays pretty compatible and flexible as far as what it's doing. The whole entire industry itself. This is a great opportunity for anyone looking to create passive income, be around individuals that are highly motivated, have bigger, better dreams, uh, goals and aspects, especially in my company. People make money in this industry. We all know that. But again, who grows up and says, hey, I want to be a life insurance agent? 
No one. No one. And that's all right. Because industry for years has been okay. Hey, you didn't make it here? Here's an opportunity for you. You see a lot of athletes. <laughs> they come down to sell something. A lot of athletes become salesmen if they don't go into coaching or something themselves. A lot of failed athletes, for example, because I'm a failed athlete. That's why I mentioned that because I'm, I'm, I had a whole little plan and it got, got jaws in the face real quick. Went down for the ten piece, never came back up. So I understand that aspect. All I'm saying is that if you're younger, maybe you're even older, don't wait until you got zero in your pocket. This is the last opportunity. Uh, and even if you are at that point, make a decision. Is this something that you want to do? Is this something that you can do? Because this isn't for everybody. It's good and, and as vastly as the opportunity can expand, not only one's thinking, but this growth as far as personal and financially, it isn't for everybody. The sales world isn't for everybody. But sometimes you got to make it for yourself because it's not about you sometimes. You got to make the decision and you got to make the decision of why you're making the decision to do this. The decision was easy for me. Every successful billionaire, millionaire that I was specifically studying all the way down from Mark Cuban, Warren Buffett, Grant Cardone, you name it. Robert Kiyosaki. Damian John, I'm, I'm studying people. I'm reading their books. Ray Dalio, Tony Robinson, all of them have one key ingredient. How am I selling myself? How am I selling this product? How am I selling this service? Sales is the most important thing out of my organization. I mean, I'm like, man, I got to get into sales. So even if it isn't the most wonderful thing that I have to deal with, which honestly isn't that bad for me because the reason you don't like sales, the reason it scares you is because you scare yourself. How do I do? How do I make sense of getting 100% commission? Feed my family off of that. It's tough. You want to start a business? It's the same aspect. It's the same. Most business owners, 90, 80% of business owners in the United States can't even. I mean, they don't. First of all, they don't stay in business after a certain amount of time. That certain amount of time, I think, is between six months to a year. And if they do stay in business after that, a lot of times they can't even literally pay themselves. These small pop and Joe, uh, small pop and Joe shops or whatever you, however the terminology is, Lord, forgive me. Um, they can't even pay themselves. This is a brutal industry as far as self-employment. And it's the reason why it demands personal growth. It's the reason why it demands you be a part of something special and bigger than not only you, but themselves. You have to have a great upline. You have to have a great support system. You have to learn and know how to leverage debt. It's a fun world if you make it a fun world. If you want to come out of the, the simplicity of having someone feed you a little bit of money, just enough until something bad happens and then you're like, oh, okay. I need overtime for uh, six years to get out of this hole. You, I mean, it's, people don't even do the math to figure out where they're at. 
These are all the things that we are implementing into our actual reality here at Legacy Wealth Advantage. Because I understood, again, where I was, where I want to go, and how I want to do it, which is all about helping people. I want to be around great people. I want great people to be a part of something that's bigger than them, that's bigger than me. The industry has great things to offer you. We use it as a vehicle to put you where you want to be in life. So if your ultimate goal in life, for example, is real estate, or maybe it's owning your own business, or maybe it's helping your family do this, or maybe it's creating generational wealth, or maybe it's owning five houses and doing residential. You you tell me. You're literally telling me before we even sign you up. Let's see how big you think. The industry is to help you do what you want to do in life. If you got goals to do this and do that, and you are a person that lacks the financial resources to do it, you got an opportunity here. And the opportunity is bigger than you. It's bigger than me. The industry makes billions, billions of dollars a year. I wouldn't even be surprised if it was trillions. It's money everywhere. Where do you want to go to get it is the point. Are you going to use this vehicle or do you already have a vehicle? Is your vehicle good enough for you as far as personal growth, as far as uh, being duplicable, meaning that can you bring people on? That's where true wealth is built. Where can you help people build what you have built? Is it easy? Is it difficult? How many people does it take? Remember, if you go down, how do you get your income? Does your industry supply that for you? You go down tomorrow, health reasons, worst case scenario, let's say you're gone, you die. What keeps that flow going? This is what I'm excited about doing. This is what I'm excited about creating, helping people create, which is that opportunity. This is the best opportunity out here for a lot of people. But it isn't the only opportunity, and I want people to know that. I love what I do. I love what I, cre- what I am creating and what I have created. And I love the fact that before I even do it, I know how many lives I'm going to change. And if you're one of those lives, I'll be happy to do everything I can to help you be successful as long as you're willing to give everything back as far as what you need to do to be assess- successful because you're going to see me doing it every day you're going to see people that's already around this business doing it every day and that's going to motivate you to do it every day there's nothing more available in this market other than that's going to supply you scalable income you sell as much as you want you make as much as you want there's nothing going to supply you the ability to have residual income, to build to passive income, to have networking opportunities. You'll be going places because you got to work. You'll be talking to people because you got to work. You'll be around people. You'll be around leadership conferences. You'll be at, uh, uh, we'll be at, we'll be visiting all type of uh, conferences that, again, will allow you to grow. I can't simply come in and teach you this, teach you how to sell, and not teach you life aspects. If you're not growing on a personal level, 
your income won't grow. Your mindset won't grow. Every aspect as far as the three most important things I needed to be around me with your scalable income, networking opportunities, is around me. What are you going to do? You have to make a decision. Is this something that, that that's going to help you? Is this something that is is really going to change your life, your family's life? Is this something that's going to push you over that hump you've been on? Is this something that's going to give you purpose in life again? Don't choose the industry because it was your only option. Choose it because it was your best. You may have a lot of opportunities in front of you right now, but understand this. You have to be able to have the skill and ability to assess right from wrong, growth, what am I around. I've done it. I did that. I got opportunities coming to me today. Just had my my old network marketing connect hit me back. Like, yeah, it's not for me. No, it's not for me. You know, I made a decision, I committed to it, I'm going to go full force with it. If I can find a way to implement an extra flow by adding it to what I'm already doing or not taking away from what I'm already doing, awesome. But I understand what first flow I'm creating and where it's going to come from. This is the best option for you if you are looking for very specific and bigger and better things in life you tell me what it is i'll tell you what this industry can do for you by the way if you ever want to get in touch with me first of all this is an opportunity that is realistically something that is interesting to you you want a little bit more information about it please visit legacywealthadvantage.com that's www.legacywealthadvantage.com please tune in again Every week to Mastery Mind show is a it's a spin-off show to our main title and, and podcast show, which is called Legacy Wealth Advantage, where we have the intended purpose on helping people build a legacy. Because legacy, what what's more important than legacy? The way you are thought about when you're no longer here. We're helping you build wealth, and I'm not even just talking about finances. I'm talking about spiritual wealth, mental wealth, uh, physical wealth as far as your health. We want you to have that abundance of wealth in your life. And we're going to give you the advantage of how to do it because we're going to put you around some great, awesome people. We're going to put the right resources and tools in front of you. And we're just going to go do it from there because that's all it takes. I put everything in front of you. If you're not going to get up and do it with full force full consistency and, and, and encouragement, excitement, all out, sold in every day, it's no point. That's the difference. That one day you slip up, that one day you take the foot off the throttle, that one day you take your hands from around that neck, it's over with. You got to keep going until bang, bang, it's, you, you won, you got it. Aim so high that if you fail, you fail high instead of low. Email me at coachq 
at Legacy Wealth Advantage. You got any questions for me? You want to be featured on the show? I'm looking for anybody that may want to have their story shown, heard. I'm looking for anybody that wants to just get on the show and talk to me. What is this going to do for me? How is this going to help my family? I would love to answer those questions on the air live if that's something that you want to do. You want to have a personal conversation? Email me. Set up a conversation with me. If you think this is something that's beneficial for you, go to LegacyWealthAdvantage.com. Fill out an application. I'll be in touch. Give me 24 to 48 hours to get back with you. This has been a hopefully a, a very informational show. We'll have a beautiful uh informational <laughs> I know I'm just making up words at this point we'll have a we'll have a, a great show for you every week with a great topic certain weeks we'll even have special guests please tune in people it's been a great show hopefully for you hopefully you got something out of it it's your boy coach Q you go out and be great today peace love you have a good one